0: welcome to another episode of sequel pitch the podcast where one legend takes on three van pitches as they pitch me a sequel to a film that doesn't have one I am the legend of sequel pitch Andy Henry and the bloodsucking creatures on this episode is ah is ah was is that is that floral was it supposed to be
1: I'd go on. ah Are yeah, these ah.
0: creatures on ah ah if it is feels more it feels better for the setup okay gone Is. <laughs> <laughs> A man who got mad at me because I also cooked bacon he was saving, it's Ross Harmston.
2: That was the bacon (laughs) I was saving. I was saving that bacon.
0: So much emotion in a a silly line. (laughs) And the man who I would choose to strangle hug me to death if I turned to a vampire, it's Matt Rushton.
1: Don't worry. (laughs) Bad thing. Oh nothing's gonna be alright. So unfortunately that is y- bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately Drew
0: Toynbee couldn't make this episode as he is setting traps to capture women. <laughs> <laughs> for science, sorry, I should mention for science.
1: Um, That's it. That's fine, man. That's yeah, fine. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This week we went back to 2007 and watched Will Smith take on vampires but not called vampires as we watched I Am Legend, an adaptation of a 1954 book by Richard Matheson. If you haven't seen the film or it's been a while since you've watched it, here's a quick recap on what happens in the film. We start with a news reporter interviewing a scientist who believes they have cured cancer by re-engineering the measles virus. Uh, Three years later we learn the experiment ended up infecting and turning the world's population into vampiric monsters called Darkseekers. Robert Neville, a U.S. Army biologist played by Will Smith, is the last person on Earth and spends his days accompanied by his dog Sam, searching for food and supplies and experimenting on infected rats in an attempt to find a cure. Until night comes, when he barricades himself in his home and sleeps in a bathtub for protection. Uh, after Sam, uh, it, after he saves Sam from a group of Dark Seekers, Neville sets a trap and captures a female Dark Seeker. And once back in his lab, tests the cure on it, but it seems to have no effect. The next day, Neville gets caught by a similar trap uh, set by the Dark Seekers. He manages to survive an assault. Uh, survive an, oh, 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 oh. He manages to su- survive an assault. Oh, oh fuck no! Having nothing else to live for, Neville attacks the Dark Seekers and nearly dies, but is saved by two more survivors, Anna and a boy named Ethan. Back in Neville's house, Anna talks about a rumored survivor camp in Vermont, but the Dark Seekers have followed them home and they start breaking in. So Neville, Anna, and Ethan go into Neville's lab for protection. And in there, they see the cure given to the female Dark Seeker is starting to work. Oh, uh! but Neville knows they would never get out alive, so he gives a sample of the cured Dark Seeker's blood to Anna and hides her and Ethan. While he sacrifices himself and blows up the Dark Seekers with a grenade. Uh, the next day, Anna and Ethan arrive at the survivors' camp in Vermont and are greeted by the military and a town of other survivors. Anna hands the cure and ends by narrating how Neville's efforts and sacrifices to save humanity made him a legend. But. Because that ending's not so great in my eyes, we I allowed my pictures the alternative ending, or the original ending before it was changed, uh, which is basically during the end of the uh, movie, during the lab attack, Neville realized the dark seekers aren't minus killing machines and he's actually become a monster in their eyes. He's the boogeyman basically. <laughs> Neville apologizes to the dark seekers and the dark seekers seem to forgive Neville and not kill him. The next morning Anna, Ethan and Neville then head to Vermont in search of the Survivor's camp. Ooh. So
2: yes. Crazy.
0: Let's go around first thoughts then, Ross.
2: What'd you Rewatching think? Rewatching it, mm. still still holds up, still is a good movie. Um I think Will Smith, despite all the stuff that he's going through at the moment, uh I think, <laughs> you know, this really set him aside to be a serious actor in Hollywood. Um there are, you know, the CGI is okay. Like, there's some good shots. Like, there's some good bits. Like, but yeah, on the whole, yeah. And I and I a really enjoyable zombie movie. That's um, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> an enjoyable zombie movie. Um, okay. <laughs> it's basically a tour of New York, but just when all the lights are off and. Uh, um. Yeah, just all the it's basically all the 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 sights of New York, but just overgrown. So they must have uh, yeah. got, filmed at like three in the morning for when they had to do these uh, shots. Yeah, I, I read there was a lot.
0: There was a lot of uh, night shoots, and they brought in flowers from like Florida or something to make it look like it was overgrown. Yeah, it was, um, it's surprisingly because I, yeah the CGI is so weird because apparently they filmed on site, but yet the CGI looks pretty shit. So you're like, what? What were what they covering, or what are they... Yeah, Any... yeah. Matt, your first thoughts.
1: I I have no problem with it. I mm. quite like the film. No, I really like the film. I'll take that back. Yeah, I guess recent Will Smith has tarnished my enjoyment of the film, perhaps, a little bit. <laughs> um, but you can't take away from it. Ultimately, what it is, is, you know, for 90% of the film, you're following one actor. Mm. And yeah. A, a dog, for a bit of it. <laughs> oh, we get there. And... Yeah, a bunch of CGI creatures. Yeah. Um. Yet you're hooked. I I find that it's a gripping film. It doesn't get boring, really. They use music and they use light and dark really effectively. Um. Naturally, because it's a daytime, nighttime kind of movie. <laughs> but yeah, I think Ross nails it. It's, it's a movie where you start taking Will Smith a bit more seriously. You see him really sharpening his teeth his acting teeth in it and yeah it's i wonder how much creative freedom he was given as the actor to kind of just run with it and be himself or be a version of himself or whether he was directed i don't have the answer but it makes me wonder <laughs> Why not? when you watch a movie like this like tom smith on castaway like you wonder how much of it is the actor and how much of it is the director well you know tom smith
0: know. wasn't in castaway but we're we cut that out it's fine
1: Tom Tom Hanks. I don't know. <laughs> <He's>
2: Tom Smith? <laughs> <laughs> I do like Tom Smith. But... Yeah, Tom Smith. He's a, a good
1: offer. <laughs> I'm come so up. sorry, listeners. I've had quite a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I, I again, I, I, I remember not like I remember. So I'm a big fan of the book, and I remember watching this the first time and enjoying it. And then the ending wasn't like the book. So I like I think I just had a negative uh, memory of just the whole uh, film. But yeah, actually watching it again, and to be honest, this the film the 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 film's ending that is in that was in cinemas and is and the DVD does make more sense in the film. Um, but we'll get to that I guess near near the end and stuff. But no, I say I I forgot actually how good this was, and yeah, like it's so it's he's done other uh, he's done other stuff before like serious stuff before. I think this was two thousand and seven. I think like I I Robot was maybe like two two thousand and four or something, but. Yeah, to like see him, like a quote unquote act, you know, like you know, he's, it's 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 a brilliant film. It's um, it yeah, you can have to choose one man to fill the void for about what seventy minutes until the other the other two come in. Surprisingly, uh, I think for that for that time anyway, a a, a good choice. Um, I think
1: I Robot. He never really. Uh... There was no emotional journey yeah, yeah. really. I think it was, he was just like, it was ah, of an action, I'm to yeah. take on robots. Oh, ah, I am a robot. Yeah. Like, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, I think this, it really got to show a human level to him. Mm. He really got to dive into the in- the internal because you know the volume in it, it's quiet a lot of it. He's never really talking. He's not really got anyone to talk to. Mm. Um, So yeah, you get to follow his journey through his eyes and whatnot um and i was going to ask you i've not read the book so i've only seen the film what did you how do you compare the book and the movie other than the ending the book is completely
0: different that's why i wish this was called something else and then in like small print underneath i based on i am legend like I, i like read the book i can kind of talk into it a little bit and maybe give a give the ending away a little bit but it's it's still like one man against vampires um but he 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 uh, he does in the book he goes out and actually kills them which actually if i remember right i don't think will smith actually kills anyone in this film uh um,
2: well he kills he kills not the some... you know,
0: stake basically he's not you know not yeah. like a he... um oh yeah i guess he in in fights and stuff um but it yeah it's it's just different um the more like the alternative ending where he realizes he's he's a, a monster is it's more developed in the book, which is why it doesn't make sense in the film, I guess, because they didn't develop it. But in the book, basically like these vampires have started a new society and they're like, they're the new like race. Basically they've got their own medicine, probably got their own like government and stuff like that. And yeah, he's the boogeyman. Basically he comes and kills them at night. Um, and there's like, there's one, uh, there's one vampire that's kind of, uh, I don't know. I won't give it away and stuff, but yeah, it's just, it's just different. There's, there's more into like the, this is, these aren't mindless killing machines. This is the new, uh, not human race, but this is the new evolution. This is what, yeah. And you are a monster. So, do you but think? I still like it, it,
2: do you think yeah. that that though, obviously, because it's a movie, they mm. can't really delve too deep in terms of like the more like in depth stuff that the, the the book does. Do you think that that? Yeah. That may well. Be the case? It, it...
0: What? yeah maybe this I think uh, like maybe a five or six mini series of this could be great yeah because to deep to, to he he really goes in in the book he really goes into like researching blood and kind of why vampires are uh, uh hate a garlic and stuff like that yeah um which might not be so I say in a, in a in a series you could have a whole episode about that where in a film it'd have to be like 10 minutes or something where yeah. you just have to come up with it so I say it's I'm kind of like watching this film. Yeah, if they called it something else, it'd be fine. Um, but for me, it's not I Am Legend.
2: Yeah. Not I, Am Legend. I think, like, I think with that as well, because mm. Pursuit, uh, I just remembered as well, Pursuit of Happiness came out in 2006. And that was a really uh, powerful yeah. movie. Uh, and I think that put him, I think this movie in itself is. Is like all the other movies he's done before, like I, I Robot, it's more about the spectacle and the sci-fi nature of that movie, as well yeah. as his performance and the ensemble cast. Whereas in this one and Pursuit of Happiness, I guess, it's kind of similar in that sense as it's just him and someone else. It's him and his kid, or it's him and it's very the, character. the yeah, dog. Yeah. Uh, but whereas in this oh. one, like, it's just him and and a dog, but obviously the dog doesn't speak mm. and doesn't it is a character and it does show emotion and stuff and he but like it's just will smith like mm. and i think this was a really good example of just how far he's come along in his acting career up until that point because oh, yeah. there were some amazing scenes in like pursuit of happiness where he's like in the toilet and he's locked himself in the toilet and he's crying with his kid like sleeping because he hasn't got uh, like a place to sleep. But anyway, that's about that movie. But like in this movie, <laughs> he really like I don't know, he's got so much to play with in this. Like some of the best moments are you know like a couple of the best scenes for me was when he's t- willing that model in the in the video shop to talk. Oh yeah. To talk back yeah, yeah. to him and it's so like You're just like, oh my god, this guy has been here so long, and he just needs someone to talk to him. Like, Mm. so
0: that was a good thing I wanted to bring up as well because he, you know, like he taught, he sets up mannequins around New York or whatever and talks to them like humans. Do you think that is basically him already going crazy, or is that him still staying sane, staying sane?
2: (laughs) I, I don't know. What do you think, Matt?
1: I think prior to the dog's death mm. it is you know he's trying to create a world whereby he fits in still whereby it's still the old world and i don't think he's crazy at that point i think you know he's doing it to prevent it's like a preventative measure mm. but as ross says that scene ways he's willing him and he's so heartbroken and so ultimately alone that is the point where I think we start seeing the cracks in the very fabric of his nature and his mind yeah um he has he's got nothing at this point he's got absolutely nothing whereby if this mannequin doesn't speak to him in a minute, who knows what he's going to go and do ten minutes later you know yeah. like i he's it's like he's losing the will to live and he needs something to believe in, something to keep him going which none of us can ever fathom how we'd feel in that position and in that moment so i yeah i think i was go just going to
2: say like on that i've just forgotten like um here the obviously the zombie or the the vampire um moves frank like the model of frank yeah. to that yeah. puddle and he that's, he that's before captured, yeah. he's lost sam as well and so he's like mm. what are you doing out here frank what are
1: you doing yeah out?
2: but that would oh, that, yeah. how much would that well, like that, just all that stuff yeah you would completely
0: again is he is he just coming to is he like is he still sane in the first bit so he's really confused by this now also if you go back and watch the uh, most of the mannequins are actually real put real, real, real people and um during this scene where he's shouting at frank apparently the mannequin does move slightly because it's a, it's a person dressed up like a mannequin. But is that so? A lot of the ma- a lot of the mannequins in the shops are people, and like if you watch very carefully, they like just move or twitch or something, and it's just supposed to like play with your mind. Like, are they real? You know? Yeah,
2: I did think that. Like when he goes, hmm. when he drives past that road and he sees Frank, and yeah. then the the model's head slowly like moves a little bit, like to follow the car as it's going past. Which yeah. is which is really that's quite a cool. <laughs> Matt looks
0: dumbfounded
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've yeah. never noticed that before yeah that's terrifying yeah. I, I, only, I
0: only really like learned it again i didn't really like notice it i think may like maybe watching fred because it's just that mannequin in a shot maybe but it's got to be such a small little small little turn but yeah it's a cool little detail wasn't it
1: that's so clever
0: um good acting and just i guess uh, a little bit into the dark seekers uh lore and stuff is when sam runs into the building after the antelope yeah, like how quickly has he gone from like survivor to like just panicking? He's now he was alpha, he was alpha, and now he's possibly like it, bottom. Like. And
2: I love that he's saying to himself, "I've I've got to go, Sam. I I can't. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Like, yeah. but he knows he he like he needs mm. the dog, and like yeah, that scene when he's walking through and he's like slowly oh like putting his flash on and then putting his hand over like yeah. just for little quick bursts. Such oh, a like
0: that's so, so intense, yeah.
2: And then he just sees them all like huddled in a like in a mass together, just like breathing really fast. Yeah, such a good like, yeah, it does some really good moment like building tension, but then it's also got a little bit of humor as well. Like, um, and also, I really fucking like the slow, um, the slow like flashback. Of what happens oh, to shit, his yeah. like kid and and his wife. That
0: was a bit i roboty because they did the exact same thing basically. In I oh, robot, did they about his backstage. Yeah, about how he kind of lost his arm. Spoiler for i, I robot. Um, but again, I, I, you can't blame that. That was what three years apart, different different director, different. It worked for the movie again. Yeah, yeah like the first time, I almost forgot it. So the, it comes in like one minute burst. It's like a five minute story told in one little minute bursts. And after the first minute, yeah, like when he woke up, and it was always, it was either a dream or a flashback. I was literally like, "Oh no, wait, what?" So um, yeah, yeah. Like I say, we can we, we we Obviously, Will Smith did great, but we can't you know, not talk about direction and photography and and everything else uh, and soundtrack actually, because there was only a little bit. There was only uh, there was no soundtrack actually, apart from a little bit of piano every once in a while. Yeah. We were a fan, I think I would have preferred no. Uh, it's only a little bit of piano, but I think. Uh, no soundtrack would have just been
1: a bit. We had yeah, Bob Marley more, in it, didn't we? Yeah, but Bob no, as in like there was, uh, that was there was no orchestral in the, in the movie.
0: Yeah, like when he's driving yeah, yeah. through New York, sometimes there's a bit of piano, and it's just a bit like, oh, I think if if it was no soundtrack, he really would have been sucked in and be like, this is it's just yeah, me and like Will. me and Will in this,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So you both watched the alternative endings as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, so what do you think? Which one do you prefer? Which one suits the movie better?
2: I don't know like when I first watched it I was like well I prefer the actual the uh, theatrical Mm. cut but I don't know it depends if you're gonna make it into like I don't know if they wanted it to have him have that legendary status because if he doesn't die Mm. it's kind of like what is why is he why is he a legend you know what I mean and it works yeah. for the story of the film to have the woman retelling this story about him yeah. as this legend. Whereas if he survives and also it's kind of ambiguous if he took the vials because the, the woman like wasn't like because when I was watching in the alternate cut, she was still on the like on the thing panting. So she yeah. hadn't been healed and she hadn't been cured. Um, so I don't know if he took it's no, it is they,
0: basically the the last like five minutes is when there's, the dark seekers are coming into the building. They all run downstairs into the lab and they open like his glass doors and then they see she's uh, she's being cured. Oh, uh, Okay, then the, and then the other dark seekers jump down. So it's literally yeah, right after that moment. So I can see where you're so, but then he in the alternative ending he does have a vial with him.
2: Uh, okay,
0: um, yeah,
2: I don't know, I. <laughs> I went It's through...
0: I'm, I'm I'm so with you actually because I say like before I was so like Meh, but for the film again it just doesn't it doesn't build it up in the film. Yeah. If it was going gonna... like, he is this monster and
2: all this. If it was going to be a sequel, then I would mm. say the alternate cut would probably be a good one to do. I, I have yeah. no idea how they're actually going to make a sequel of this. Um and Will Smith is actually in it as well, which makes
0: That that's been I I haven't heard this, but it is on it is around the internet yeah. it was announced yeah, yeah. this year apparently with um uh, what's his face michael b jordan and with an unnamed role Yeah,
2: so... don't know how they're going to mm. but yeah i don't know what do you think matt
0: um yeah matt
1: i, I- i'm always a fan when the antagonist isn't a pure evil form and yeah. obviously the theatrical cut is great cinema it's It's an explosive end, literally. Um, You know, it, it finishes the story. It tells the story of this legend that is no longer with us. But ultimately, in that cut, even though the woman's been cured, the vampires, they're clearly evil. The dark, the dark seekers, they're evil. They're unmoving. They are, you know, there is no saving them. So you're kind of faced with good versus evil where in the alternative ending suddenly you start playing with the levels and the layers and you start seeing these more human emotions considering they were humans. You know, there's the suggestion that the cure is there. It's going to help to bring those humans back. So I don't know. I would say for me, I actually prefer the alternative ending when, you start adding more layers onto the, the yeah. bad guys. They're not because just yeah. bad when these dark seekers are seen as yeah. used to be human. Where in the theatrical cut, whilst they suggest it, I never really sit there going oh, it's because well, they used to be human. In, yeah. In
0: I guess both versions, there's a great there's a great line actually when he takes the female dark seeker and the male dark seeker comes out and basically hurts itself a little bit to try and get the female, but then retracts uh, goes back into the dark. Will uh, uh, no never looks and kind of like puzzled as in like that's that's new that's interesting and then the immediate scene af- afterwards is him talking to a camera going there's no human emotional intelligence or um, or connection or anything there now so I don't know if he did pick that up or if that worked better for the alternative ending um but yeah my, my big problem with the, uh, the just the normal film as is there's just no not there needs to be a message, but there's no message, no substance. It's just a norm. It's just another yeah, uh, another uh, you know, last person on Earth thing. Where yeah, it's just again, like it's such a good film, but when you take when you actually look into it, it's a bit like well,
2: it's you know, it's definitely other other a beginning, like middle, and end. Like just nothing really changed. Yeah, like, and it's one. Yeah. It's kind of like a one and done. Like you don't expect there to be any more. Especially, like, it would have be been nice to explore the lore of it a little bit more, but, and, like...
0: Well, there were sequels planned as well, actually, um, according to the screenwriter. Uh, there were plans to produce a follow-up movie with scripts being written around a prequel and sequel. Uh, the prequel involved the outbreak occurring during a Thanksgiving Day parade in New York City, which would be pretty fun to see. Mm. Uh, and then uh, the other was focused on the human-, human population becoming low and stuff like that. And then in one idea, there was an affected elephant escaping from a zoo. So, all good all good visuals and stuff like that. And a Thanksgiving oh, parade, I need where, to uh, one zombie scrap that turns... from my <laughs> sequel. <laughs> <shit>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one scene
0: we haven't talked about and we don't want to, but we have to, is Sam's death. It's one, I had to put it though, it's an amazing scene. It's, you know, in a bad way, it's one of my favourite scenes of the film, because it's just so good. Everything about it is so good. I love I love when he's singing to her and then stroking her hair, and then her hair comes coming out. Yeah, and he checks her eyes and her teeth, and she's definitely turning. And then when he actually kind of strangles her, um, and it's not it's all on it's him. all on Will. Yeah. yeah, we don't cut to the dog, we don't. It, yeah, it's what eight seconds or something of him losing the only Blowsy, thing man. left in his world at this point, and that's when the the, uh, the next scene when he's just di- driving into the dark sea because I kind of liked the stuff again he's just like, what have I got left? Fuck it. Yeah, my uh, last, My last thing is gone.
2: Beautiful, like, beautiful way of showing that. Like, obviously you talk about it and it is a horrible scene, but they film it in such a way where it's not too graphic. It's not done. Like, you don't see the dog, like, much. Yeah. Like, you just hear her and his, like, that, again, that for me was, like, standout moment of, fuck me, like, Will Smith is really good in this. Like, him just mm-hmm. w- singing that to her, and yeah, like, such a good moment, such a, like, poignant moment. And if you involve dogs in anything, like, oh, yeah. Marley and Me, you know, this. Uh... Marley and Me would be a good sequel. <laughs> yeah. No, it won't. <laughs> yeah, I just
1: don't want to watch the movie. <laughs> like... I'll
0: watch, like, the first 70 minutes, and then I'll stop it and just be like, the ending was fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, like, I don't know, it was, it was a great moment, like.
0: Matt. What your, your thoughts?
1: It it's just so traumatizing, isn't it? Like it plays. I don't even think you need to be a dog lover or a pet lover. Like it just plays on such a core human emotion, like love. Like it's just the tearing apart of love. We've all been heartbroken, but this is watching the most important person thing in the world to you die, and then add on top of that that he's the one who ultimately kills her to put her out of her suffering like it's just it's too much yeah and it comes off of like you say you know for well, you know it's happened way before you know what's coming way before you see it even the first time you watch the movie you're preparing yourself because you know what comes next and you could just feel the weight of it and oh man it's my face is bright red my eyes are Bleeding it's, tears, like it's so yeah. painful to watch. And it, she, yeah, if you don't cry, you're a monster. Oh, you're definitely. worse than the dark seekers <laughs> if you <we> don't cry <laughs> at that scene. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> it was awful. There's one one scene I want to bring up before we, get, I guess, do final thoughts and scores and stuff. And like, it's just, I love the start. Like we open with the news basically, and someone's going, you know, she's not braggy, but she's like, yeah, we 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 cure cancer.
2: Yeah.
0: And then boom, three years later, everything's fucked. Like. I like that, that as a premise
2: a... of like a a a way to introduce a mm. zombie like thing, like that it's it was a cure for cancer that fucked everything up and like yeah yeah I really like that way of like explaining it. Although oh, yeah. Robert Neville, like so, just before we go into scores and stuff, mm. he's got a disease, hasn't he? Because he says in his thing, he says, "I've um I'm still unaffected." Uh, yeah. Because he's got something, but I can't remember what he says in the movie. Is it? I just
0: thought he was a I
2: just thought was a No, he's got. He, I think. I think he's. I think they're implying that sick people, or I don't know. It would have to watch it again, but I can't remember what he specifically says. But yeah, he has, says he's ill or something, and yeah. That's definitely world listeners. Tallers,
1: please come on, come and put us out of our because we're just going to dwell yeah. on it.
2: <laughs> Let me see if I can find
1: it while you talk. Talk. Yeah. Cool talk whilst i find <laughs>
0: what, it. I, what else matt then what, what else about this I, well, I mean it's just i i I I, that's, I I was saving that bacon honestly could i ross that's got to be our wednesday words was i was saving that bacon yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah it will be don't worry
2: <laughs> it will be
1: i think yeah the, the humor is definitely interlaced in and in, in, it, obviously it cuts off at a certain point in the movie just the opening scene like we're so used to a certain franchise dealing with zombies and vampires and things like that, like where it's all too often. It is the military foreign entities, like just, there's always like a dark shady version of why. Yeah. So the fact that this came from something quite pure, something really, you know, genuinely changing the world for the better, not with ulterior motives. And yeah, it still fucked up the world like it did. Like, yeah. I think it adds to the gravitas of it all. And is that how it is in the book as well?
0: Um, Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, sorry, I'm just trying to think about the book. Um, Yeah, it's gravitas, well, yeah, yeah.
1: Is it the same, like, they try and cure, they think they've cured cancer, or they think they've cured something, or...
0: um, Well, I...
1: oh, there you go, sorry turn you right in there and it might be oh you could tell me anything I'd believe yeah.
0: you <laughs> it might be I mean that could I, 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 I can't remember um I can't be asked to up either um <laughs> but, 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 but but probably it's it sounds like a good a good thing to to do like a Something. And yeah, a great way, like uh, something that's supposed to help actually hurts.
2: I can't find it. My my, yeah. just but I just might be just talking absolute bollocks. But if you know, tweet us. If you know what I'm on about, uh, mm. maybe I'll find this after and be like, oh, that was it. Or maybe I made this up. Who knows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, if he's wrong, tweet us. Either yeah. way, let Ross know. Put him out his misery. <laughs> <busy>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's all. Notes I've got. I think it was a bloody good mm. film. As if anyone Matt, final thoughts if there are any, if not scores on the doors.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's it's a brilliant film because of how it's shot. As I say, it's a one man's journey with his dog. So it sets you up for an emotional roller coaster, delivers all the emotional points it needs to. the fact mm. it had two very different endings clearly there wasn't a clear vision and narrative through the film and that kind of does show when you watch it more than once but it's an enjoyable movie it's tense, it uses sound light, darkness as we talked about really well, keeps you on the edge of your seat well worth a watch I'm going to give it 4 point 4.25 francs out of 5
0: yeah, <laughs> francs
1: Nice,
0: nice. Uh, Ross, final <laughs> thoughts if any? Uh,
2: so, I like this movie. I think it's a really good movie. Like I echo the same points that Matt said. It builds the tension. Like Will Smith alone really sells this movie. Uh, he, there's some really good acting moments in it that really show that he's like really invested in this and um there are still some things like on a second watch and like i i feel that they needed to explain a little bit more as to why this one zombie was like controlling and so like like the general of all the other zombies in the entirety of new york i know obviously he had to get his woman back but uh or daughter i don't know it could be woman it could be it could be wife could be girlfriend could be daughter um who knows uh yeah but i feel that they could have worked a little bit harder on explaining like you know why i know they didn't use the alternate cut so it doesn't really matter they're just bad but he's just a little bit too clever for me to just go yeah yeah this guy he's just really angry and he he really wants his, his his lady back uh so yeah i think that they could have done that a little bit better so for me it is um four helicopter crashes with kids inside out of five
0: <laughs> gotta kill those kids <laughs> child yeah. death
2: strikes child again death strikes <laughs> yeah. again baby
0: uh i yeah i really like this movie again watching it um it's not yeah, take away. If you do take away the book, it's a it's a good movie on itself. Not a great movie, as yeah, I agree with Ross in terms of they could have explored more and just opened up a lot more and and yeah, just just had a bit of a more interesting film. Um, CGI was a bit dodgy uh, at certain points, um, but say act, acting wise and in just you know, if you were going to just put on like a good film that you wanted to watch, I would I would probably recommend this one. So I'm gonna give this one, um, uh, three point seven five slices of bacon. I was saving.
2: <laughs> I love that this was your suggestion, and you gave it <laughs> three point seven five. Good.
0: To be honest, because I I thought I was gonna uh, trash it a little bit. Because ah. I remember it being. I remember. I remember going like, oh, I think the first half was pretty good, but then it just kind of falls apart. And um, again, I think I was just really like hung up on the uh, on the book, which again, yeah, it should have just been called to me. It should have just been called Last Man on Earth. Because why not just call them vampires? That was another thing.
2: Yeah, that why is weird. Like... If there were vampires in the book, I don't know but, why. And they're averse because yeah, again, to in, the, in the book, and...
0: he goes into the legend of vampires and all this lot. And I guess if you have, if you actually say, it's, it's like no one says zombies or uh, in, in shows and stuff, do they? Yeah, you know, they their own words, I guess because if you have that, you've got to have that lore or explain, yeah, where they where they came from. Yeah, but, yeah, it, it was pretty good. I would say it's it's definitely um, I definitely recommend, but not amazing when, when when you go away and think about it for a little bit um,
1: Andy so wanted to get in on the Will Smith bashing <laughs> didn't he and then he watched the film and he was like shit I actually quite enjoyed that <laughs> <I don't
0: either. laughs>
1: um, so
0: before Drew went out to set some traps he did actually review half the movie because <laughs> he only had time to watch half he gave a 4.25 so he obviously enjoyed it but he gave up um, after the dog scene because he, he didn't want to watch that which is fair enough <laughs> so yeah 4.25 from Drew as well which gives the overall "I Am Legend" sequel-pitched score four point zero six.
2: Ah,
1: uh, so, very nice. Yeah,
0: a good, good old recommend. So let's do it. This is the point where my hideous monsters fight each other over my blood, and by blood I mean my vote. As they jump out of their dark holes into the light and tell me which, uh, tell me why their pitch is the best. Why draining their opponents of their blood, and by blood I mean hope of winning the podcast. <laughs> so, boys. <laughs> Uh, let's go with Matt. Draw. I've got your picture. Ooh. Let's do yours.
1: I haven't gone first. Let's have a your long uh, time.
0: title, your little blurb, and if you're going to use the cinematic ending or the alternative.
1: Okie okay, dokie. Okay. Uh, my title is Legends of Olds and New. Ah. Neville and an unlikely ally face overwhelming odds to try and prevent all out war between survivors, between. Between Survivors and the Dark Seekers. Uh, well, I'm using the alternative ending. Ah,
0: I guessed. Uh, Neville's
1: alive. <laughs> Neville being the first part of my pitch. Kill him off straight away. Very I did have that with my, my first death. question, but I crossed that out. So, um. Cool. The movie opens with Robert Neville looking like he's being hunted. He is. Not for sport or food, it turns out, though, but for training. There's a teenage-looking dark seeker with more human-like features. It ambushes Neville, and it all looks a bit grim, like "Oh God, he's gonna die." But then he helps this character up. They communicate through drawings and through the odd word. We learn through exposition and narration that this child is a child of the dark seeker's leader and his wife. I'm going to say that they're man and wife, uh, and yet he's the child. They've they've had children. More and more, the women have also started having children with more human-like features. Um, Neville couldn't stay away, so he went to search for answers. Um, He discovers that these women, uh, that the female dark seekers, are having this kind of human-spawn-esque child. Um, But yes, so he goes back and he tells the humans, um, but there are certain parts of the human, like the survivor camp, they're not interested. He doesn't care what he's saying. He th- he's terrified, uh, they're terrified, sorry, he's not. They're terrified that they're evolving, they're becoming more human to fit in, um, and so they arrange a hunting party, they go out and kill two of the Dark Seekers and they capture one of the children for study. Uh, of course, this is going to fuck everything up. So we then cut back, and very conveniently, Neville is with the Dark Seeker leader uh, and their child, and he's just kind of mingling because they're busy mates. Um, the Darkseeker leader discovers the death of these two uh, Darkseekers whilst Neville's there. And in a fit of rage, he grabs Neville by the throat and lifts him up off the ground. And you can see he's squeezing the life. Looks like Neville's about to die. And then his child breaks it off. Uh, he steps between his father and Neville. Um, and basically the Darkseekers all storm off, follow like the leader. And they all go. There's uproar. You can see there's rage. Everyone's angry. Um, Neville's basically a heap on the floor, and the child comes over and he communicates that the like, war's coming unless they stop it. So they come up with a plan. They meet up at various points um, in dangerous like there's scenarios they have to escape their camp and they have to not be seen, and it creates the tension. Uses this darkness to good effect again. Um, and at one point, Neville in one of these meetings, he is tracked. Uh, by another human who goes to shoot the child, and Neville prevents it and ends up killing the human to protect him. Like, obviously, he's not loyal to humans; he's loyal to the to this cause. Um, one of the other toxic children, like the young adult, sees this and he's kind of inspired by it. He sees that they're trying to protect um, this very very fine balance <laughs> between war and peace. Um, and it kind of rallies him. He goes back to these other kind of human dark sick children and encourages them to get on board with this peace protest, I guess. Um, and likewise, Neville goes back to the humans and appeals to those humans um, that have shown sympathy and that see them as humans and they believe they can be saved. And he creates a bit of an uprising within the human camp too. Um, then we kind of move in. unfortunately. They're having to do this whilst the war is impeding and then we get to the crux of the film uh, where the Darkseekers end up attacking the fortifications led by this still enraged Darkseeker leader Um, and the signs that they've clearly attacked before and they attack it's very lightly defended they think they've got an ambush on them it turns out though the humans have actually planned their own ambush and they've set up a killing zone so they just start slaughtering the the Darkseekers at this point. Um, and it looks really grim. It's caught the leader off guard. He's shocked and stunned by it. A lot of them are starting to back off a bit. Um, and then from nowhere, there's a total blackout. They've got electricity. Why the fuck not? Um, there's a total blackout. All the turrets stop working. The lights go out. Um, and then we see as things kind of start coming back to life again. Uh, Will Smith Neville is in there with the adolescent dark seeker, the humanized dark seeker uh they're stood in the middle and they kind of show that they want to be at peace and they start shaking hands um and they just basically have this really long awkward handshake until some of the humans kind of break out and they start shaking the creature's hand and then you start seeing some of the creatures breaking out uh, the dark seekers and they start shaking hands (laughs) and everyone's becoming happy and peaceful (laughs) and it's really fucking hippie and really great um then we see the doctors, the human doctors coming out and they start tending to the injured Darkseekers. Uh, then we see a scientist that we've seen randomly early in the movie in snippets with, uh, with Neville with Will Smith. He runs out with a box, hands it to Neville. Neville takes it up to the Darkseeker leader, opens it, and it's a syringe. Again, it's got the cure in it. And he says, there's plenty more of that. Um, there's plenty more where that came from. Uh, it's up to you if you want it, and and basically ends with well, it nearly ends with Neville shaking hands with the Dark Sicker leader, and they start backing away. They take the cure, they they kind of have that silent acknowledgement again. The war is over. The humans look like scumbags. The Dark sickers leave with their tails between their legs a bit, and then we cut to twelve months later. We see the the human fortifications they've been built back up. Everything looks like pre pre fight. Uh, but next to it, we see a smaller camp formed with a number of dark seekers who've taken the cure and are forming their own civilization. They can now be in the light as well. Why not? I've just thrown that in there <laughs> off the cuff of my head like that. Fucking pang, mate. <laughs> genius ideas just come at me like that. And they are relearning to you know live off the land Mm. and relearning to build and create a civilization and they're communicating with the humans who are there helping them and it's all just really fucking nice
0: (laughs) very hippie yeah Yeah, nice very nice this is definitely gonna be a hard one to uh come up a sequel so well done that was interesting let me me go into a little bit tell me more about um neville and this kid then. How, uh, also, how every time you a... kept
2: saying Neville, I just kept thinking of
1: Harry Potter, fucking Neville, just yeah, being yeah. in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this could be the this could be the cinematic version. we just get Neville Logborn in <laughs> there. <laughs> there you go. It's still being Neville. Um. So yeah, this comes from uh, Will Smith's character keeps going back to New York City and checking in on the Dark Seekers. And he discovers that they have a child. He maybe helps to save its life at one point because there's a complication and he uses his science brain or, or something, or he saves it from a wild lion or something like that. Um, but he starts to form this relationship with the dark seekers, not just with the child, but him and this child get on really well because it's got this human nature to it again. Like, um, I guess because in my head, the mum had been cured but not fully and obviously the dark is still it's dad so it's kind of like this hybrid but we start seeing more and more of them yeah so whether it was the cure or whether it's just that through uh through genetic evolutions and through generations it spans i don't know didn't really know why <laughs> the, i wrote that bit but it's there yeah
0: yeah yeah it's just like I, I like the relationship and like i it'd be interesting if you thought not like a massive but if you thought of a way they did come together um why did the
1: protects it from a wild lion. Yeah. We see the wild lions at the end of the first movie. Sure, sure, yeah. They go to try and kill the child. And
0: obviously the the dark seeker dad king leader you know, he doesn't like this and stuff but still still allows him or does he does he run away do you think from the earth, from his dad?
1: <clears throat> I would say if it's saved if Smith saved his child mm-hmm. he would then form almost like not a brotherly bond but he would have a respect for him and would therefore allow him in the camp. Allow him to be around the Darkseekers. Just him, not other humans. Only him. (laughs)
0: Um, Did you? Why would the Darkseekers take the cure at the end?
1: Just because? Um, because they weren't really—they weren't given the cure at the end of the first movie. They were given a cured uh, Darkseeker, but they weren't given the option for the cure. We don't necessarily know if they want the cure or not, mm. so this is why it's presented in a box we don't necessarily see them take it mm. and we only see a small camp a year later so it's not necessarily like all the dark seekers want it yeah. it's kind of a bit of a kind of hanging thread as to whether it, it, the dark seekers X-Men want to stand. be cured that's what it is. That's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Essentially, it's, it's up to them if they want to take the cure or not. <laughs> I can't
0: believe you copied the worst X-Men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, okay, I like that. Uh, yeah, I like it's definitely a, it's still a choice. Um, yeah, that was very good. All right, let's move on to Rostopher. All right. Your title, little blurb, and what ending are you going?
2: for? Uh, okay, I Am Legend 2. Um, I forgot to put a blurb, so it is... Uh, uh hold on hold on what are their He's two names speech. Ethan and Anna now um in Vermont in the thing find a survive some guy comes to the camp that they're in and says they need they needed in Washington for their cure so they journey to Washington to find the cure but on the way something bad happens There you go. Oh, no. (laughs) You really sold that to me as well. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. What ending are you using? Uh, I'm using the theatrical cut version uh, where Uh, Robert Neville is deady, dead, dead. Um, Save on budget, anyway. Exactly, exactly. So we open the movie and we see a snowy forest. The camera pans down and we see a deer. It walks in shot and then all of a sudden an arrow goes through, suddenly pierces its throat. What? animal death straight away baby uh blood starts to pour out and among the white snow there is a slow tracking shot uh that goes backwards just focusing on the deer we hear screams in the distance getting louder and louder till we see a slowly moving zombie because it's cold and snowy uh, and it starts munching down on the deer then we see footsteps of someone walking up to it the zombie turns around or the vampire turns around and the person walking up is Ethan. Oh shit, he's now much older. If we can get the original actor who's the guy who starred in um uh what is it called? Oh my god, Ozark. Yeah, he's one of the kids in Ozark. So You're
0: going to have lines in this because he doesn't have lines in the first. Yeah,
2: you know, he he was he did alright in Ozark, <laughs> so yeah, maybe <laughs> we're giving it. Um, so yeah he's much older we get a kind of Jurassic World sort of raptor handout thing (laughs) anyway it ends with him shooting it with a tranquilizer he takes the zombie back to the big base in Vermont the one we saw at the end of the first movie I assume that's Vermont but yeah Uh, whichever one that is it's there Um, we see as as he goes into the base there's like a memorial for Robert Neville there's like flowers maybe or something Uh, He's then greeted by Anna. We learn that she's now a doctor um, because it's been quite a while now. So she's learned how to become a doctor or not not like a surgeon, but like, you know, enough to call yourself a doctor. And we see the zombie being treated and injected with a serum. The zombie's heart rate slows down and the breathing slows as well. But it doesn't spike up again like it did in the first one. It carries on remaining normal. The zombie's eyes open, and it tries to speak, but it can't. It then gets wheeled into another room. Anna and Ethan walk through the hospital, proper um, West Wing style, and we see cured zombies uh, all in different stages of recovery, some learning to speak, to walk, to do menial tasks, uh, and then in brackets I put maybe we can have some more establishing scenes of the base as well so we probably know where they are and what's happened in the, in the space from the first one to this one because uh, there has been a jump in uh, time a soldier then comes to anna saying that someone's arrived at the gates and they're asking for you so she goes off to look over the wall and it's another soldier he's covered in grazes dirt and and he looks pretty worse for wear he says that he's from washington he, he works for the government he was deployed here uh, to come here after hearing the radio call um, there was more of them, but they died along the way, and he's the only one left. She lets him in. So then we get the exposition, learning um, that Anna has been curing people all around this area and has cured over 200 people, but they ha- uh, and they have to teach them how to do a lot of the things again, like speak, uh, etc. They've tried to venture uh, further out to see if anyone is still alive, but they haven't been successful. At this point, Soldier Man tells her that he came from Washington, where there is a military base uh, which houses the president. Oh my God, he's still alive because of course he would be alive. Uh, And he heard about your cure and wants you to come to Washington right away after some discussion scenes and maybe some fleshing out of what happened to the zombies after, uh, like, you know, after they're cured uh, and that they're not just mindless zombies. I really like maybe we do some scenes with that. Uh, We are then introduced to the first zombie Anna cured like seven years ago or something. His name is Jonathan. We see his hair hasn't grown back as as the follicles are all gone now. Um, His English, although not perfect, is there. Uh, He pleads with Anna to bring him along. Uh, They agree after a, a little while and a few other meat shields go with them, too. Uh, the soldier warns them it would be dangerous, but with the cure, they should be okay. They set off. They have a touching. Uh, she has a like Anna has a touching scene at Robert Neville's uh, grave slash um, memorial uh, before she goes. Then they set off. Now this would probably be the majority of the movie. Uh, it's like a road trip bit. Uh, so they see how the affected world, uh, the infected world, has become. So they, we can get some cool post-apocalyptic scenery like we did in the first one. Uh, experience some zombie stuff along the way. So maybe some like, you know, they're looking for stuff or, you know, they're they having, you know, they're camping and then something happens and the zombies come or whatever. Yeah. Uh, also learning more about Robert along the way and about his humanity and how it feels for him to be changed back from being infected. What it felt like, what it was what he remembers from it Uh, along the way they come across a new community called the bringers of light they basically capture the guys tie them up and we get like a Negan scene from the walking dead we learn that they believe that destroying these creatures is what god intended and that they are the bringers of light into this world Anna pleads with them saying that they are people like her and him Jonathan then chirps up and says that he used to be one of them, and look how much humanity he has. Uh, the leader of Br- the leader of the bringers of light uh, kills Jonathan in maybe like a really horrific way, uh, and says that he has cleansed the land of the abomination. They take all the vials of the cure and cut the soldier's throat, um, the soldier that was taking them to, uh, uh, and then you can. Then we start to hear. There's blood starts pouring out of his neck. We start to hear screams of zombies in the distance approaching. The cults leave them. Uh, the cult leaves them for dead. Anna and Ethan manage to get out alive. Maybe one of her friends saves her and they chase after the cult. Insert chase scene with zombies and cult members, of course, because it's my pitch. Uh, Anna, Anna and Ethan manage to find the cult leader. The zombies are like on one side, of the shadows, and Ethan and Anna and the cult leader are on one another side, and there's like a huge strip of like light in the middle, right? And then like Anna, badass, kicks the cult leader past the sunlight and into the zombie side, and then we watch him like get eaten by the zombies, but they obviously can't be chased after. Um, anyway, they eventually get to Washington, hand over the vials to some top men, top. Ta- <laughs> Men. Uh, that's a little Indiana Jones reference there. Um, <laughs> Ethan and Anna get knocked out. Uh, she wakes up in a hospital bed, but she's tied down. She looks to her left and sees Ethan on a similar bed. There are men around him with, in lab coats. They inject him with stu- something, and he starts to convulse, and he turns into the zombie slash uh, the vampire. Anna screams. She then is, like, knocked out. And, like, we hear as the film fades out, let's begin testing to control these things. Now we have the cure, we can use it to control these freaks. End of movie. Potentially, maybe another one. Oh, shit. Uh, the dark? Dark? It's got to be uh, Dies a Zombie movie, man. Sure,
1: sure. Okay. It's a vampire movie, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta
2: see some death.
0: So first of all, that, that bit at the start where you said about the hand Jurassic Park control thing, yeah, is that just him like going to stay away, or is <laughs> he actually like Jurassic Park where he's like I can control you? A
2: little. <laughs> well, I think I kind of want to play on the thing that you know he's got some, uh, you know, the the zombies have got some humanity, and probably because mm-hmm. he spent so many time so much time with these cured zombies, maybe he's spoken to them and they've said like, oh yeah, we do hear stuff. So maybe he's trying, but it doesn't work. As like sure. maybe there's a brief moment where we some we see some human element to to this zombie, but then it starts running towards him, and then he shoots it with the tranquilizer. That's what it kind of wanted to be like.
0: Sure, yeah, uh, it was good. I like the I like the opening. Okay. It was he uh, painted the scene
2: Very well. Yes.
0: Um, I love how the government or does always doesn't have this cure. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> they don't have it. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're shit. They're um, shit at it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's gonna? So you say that the majority of the films are gonna have this like little road trip and stuff. Yeah. Um...
2: So have you seen that? What's that film where the guy? It's it's a net. It was a Netflix film, and he like goes. He's in this bunker, and then he goes, and then he sees loads of different random creatures, uh, and he has to get to this place. It's got the. Oh, what is it called? It's. I can't remember what it's called, but it's there. That it's kind of that vibe. So basically so, they're going to do like it's not going to be the whole of the movie like that mm-hmm. the the beginning and the like sort of last bit with the cult is still going to be quite, you know, a substantial bit, but I want yeah. there to be elements of exploring the world m- more so than New York and having that character stuff like along the way. You know, with with Robert, the the turned, uh, cured zombie, and some stuff with Anna.
1: Robert or Jonathan? Oh, Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan.
2: Sorry. Yes, I forgot my own character's name.
0: Robert was the the soldier man. Yes,
2: Robert <laughs> was the soldier man. Jonathan, I mean Jonathan. Uh, yeah, having some stuff with him, and you know maybe uh, Anna and and Ethan as well have some more stuff with them, and how I just want to flesh that bit out to make it not like to bring yeah. some more character elements into it
0: in terms of then act kind of act one and act two obstacles for the characters to overcome and conflict basically what's going to kind of enter- to keep the audience kind of entertained
2: There's still good. going to be along the way like mm-hmm. them having to get out of scrapes with zombies potentially like having to scavenge in buildings or maybe one of them i don't know like ethan get walking along and then um... Falling through something and then being surrounded by zombies and stuff like that. So there's little elements. I obviously didn't put it all in there because I only had to be quick on my pitch. But there'd be elements of, you know, the horror aspect and the zombie aspect in that to keep the audience like interested. So they're not just like, oh, this is boring, you know?
0: Okay, fair enough. That's very interesting. And also a very good pitch. Another way to take this incredibly hard film to sequelize. Right then, before we jump into the debate, listeners at home, on the bus, on the toilet, wherever you are, let us know who you think should win on Twitter. You can head to uh, Sequel Pitch and hashtag Ross Pitch for Ross's Don't Trust the Government, Not Even in a Zombie Outbreak. <laughs> or hashtag Match Pitch for Matt, the awkward dark Darkseeker man, handshake and reconciliation. <laughs> I do love that awkward. <laughs> like,
1: it's the humor. Yeah, you need yeah humor yeah, it's in these good. films, it's right?
0: Good. All right. Uh <laughs> honestly boys, you're very you're very neck and neck at the moment. So this is going to be interesting. Sell me your movie and why it's better than the other one.
2: Hey, I use okay. I go with the theatrical version that was released that everyone knows that like all the the weirdos on the internet are not going to know uh like uh sorry, the the weirdos on the internet are the only ones that know about the alternate version. I feel that mine is a zombie movie, which is what the core of it is, is. Because, like,
1: Matt... Despite the fact that 80% of your movie is about humans walking around, <laughs> the only time we see a zombie is they're in the shadow at one point and one eats yeah, a deer. Yeah, no,
2: there <laughs> is... No, there, Good zombie I've movie. Put, really excited. No, bro. I put in <laughs> zombies in mine in the, in the travelling bit. And then right at the end, there's a big fucking... Chase, I put it in the thing I said there was a chase scene obviously <laughs> with zombies and cult leaders yeah I just sorry, yeah. sorry I, you're right <laughs> uh, Drew, um, Drew Andy you should pick me because you went to all of them then you
0: went to Matt then Drew and I'm surprised you didn't say yourself before me <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm old uh, so you should pick mine because I wanted to play on the fact that you know they're in their they're in these pockets of civilization. What are these people that are cured? Like, I really want that to be a, a thing on in my, you know, what are these, gu- what are these humans going to be like after they are cured of this disease? Um, I don't think you should pick Matt's because Matt's ending is really shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to make words. I'd just, just bring the pitch, not the script. <laughs> if you want to change the ending, go Look, for it. What you don't need to do with mine is change the whole fucking <laughs> film. But... <Our laughs> fucking with Ross, yeah, okay, he's got some cool stuff with Anna and Ethan. But you say, oh, I want to introduce what the zombies, when they become human, alike like again. You got one and you kill him. Like We don't <laughs> find out anything about what they used yes, to be like. Yes, you do. I said in my have pitch memories.
2: that you will find out who Jonathan is and you'll we didn't get any of that. You didn't give us any juice. Oh, you I literally gave the us pitch. the skin I of an orange. Here you go. Have I, this orange I bring skin. the pitch. I don't bring the the, the ins and outs. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Script is the word. <laughs> <laughs> That's my quote, you bastard. Look, look, Matt's is good, yeah.
2: But I feel that the, and it's not shit, the ending. I think it's just a little bit... Uh, like, people would come out of it and go, Oh, is that is that everything? Do you know what I mean? I just... Were like you know the hand the handshake the handshake seems really eggy,
1: <laughs> it is eggy, but I didn't know what else to do. I needed something happy in my life, so I wrote something that's happy. true, yeah, but I still gave you plenty of scary stuff and awkward, you know i I keep a lot more of the feeling of you know Andy is the person who's read the book. I'm giving you <laughs> oh, a humanized that. version don't of the Darkseekers. Go- you are seeing the Darkseekers as beings, not just monsters. All right. I am wanting. A, I we am wanting use- a
0: sequel to the movie, not the book. book so.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, but then we just put in that final scene. <laughs> oh, the alternate just- ending starts the first movie. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone's oh, on the just, same page at that yeah, point. Yeah, just
2: just change your whole ending. Yeah, uh, even though you pitched it. Yeah. You've-
1: no, just change the ending of the first movie, not my ending. You can keep... If you don't want them to be happy at the end, if you want them to end up in a hospital getting jabbed and turned into monsters, no, you go, look, you go I'm, crazy. I'm I just up. gave you the premise. Setting
2: it up for the third one, the last movie to be like...
1: Don't need a third yeah, one, mate. Do. Don't yes, think about do. the money. <laughs> just think about doing justice to the book. And I'm giving you the humanized... Antagonist. Mine's gonna be based Where... on the book,
2: yeah. Not even antagonist. Like loose. Mine's gonna have right at the end of it, like right at the last bit of the credits. It's gonna have in small, like ten aerial font based on the book.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't even have to call it.
1: Why don't you just put? based on the walking dead because that'd be a much closer <laughs> representation like i feel like you're taking much more inspiration from amc than i am legend have we taken but, oh, an right. hour with just that's two okay. of us ding,
0: ding, ding, ding. um that's <laughs> it bloody hell all right um let's wrap, wrap this up. up let's go very very good pitch i do it's quite funny because i do kind of like uh I, um like the first two like i guess like two-thirds of matt's and then not really his ending and then kind of like the same with ross baby, the are other you fucking around. telling
1: me i should just bring two acts again <laughs> i stopped doing two act pitches because i got bitched <laughs> out
0: uh matt I, I like the story of this the, the, the vampires and humans coming together um that, yeah i think the relationship and that um uh will smith and the boy could be very interesting if he if he have a boy obviously vampires and mm-hmm. say but that uh, it with the, with the young vampires, is good. Um, you build from the alternative ending, um, and definitely expand the world, which is good. Yeah. Uh, ending, I think the I think the ending probably doesn't sound great on paper, but would look good on on film and and kind of be fleshed out. The awkward handshake. <laughs> of, course the awkward handshake. I can't. of course, you're going to nod. Of
2: course, you're going to nod.
0: Ross, every time you say insert like scene here, I can't help but think of like a fifteen minute Benny Benny Hill like scene you know like de, 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 like the zombies or cars or anything like that it's just in <laughs> my head but um <laughs> um so your yeah, i like I, li- I really like the bringers of light in yours i think it's a great um, twist and the vampires i like i like the the setup and uh I like the setup Other
1: than the fact he says they're zombies the whole oh, time. Oh look, all right, there's zombies, oh, yeah, to be vampires, honest, it, it's, vampires. They're not
0: exactly vampires in the in the first film, yes. I think. Fuck you. Um, so yeah, I do, I, li- I like your setup, and I like your, I do actually quite like your end. It's kind of dark and stuff. Um, if we if we do want to go with that, I am a bit with like the same with Matt's kind of a kind of ending. I'm a bit worried about. I'm worried about your road trip. What's going to happen? And um, is it going to be enough to keep the audience entertained? So this week I'm going to go for Ew, it was close but I'm just going to go for Matt just what that little fuck? bit. I think if we if we work on the ending a little bit
1: because I really like Oh mate go crazy don't give a shit about that ending. Yeah. It's just I've got the best I guess
0: like right, Ross as, as well like thinking about it like you've you got a really good setup and your road trip going and getting supplies basically and hunting and stuff like that and learning about Jonathan would be really good. Um, I just feel Matt's is a bit more meat pun on the bones um, in terms of him and uh, Will Smith and and the young uh, and the young Dark Seeker and the relationship between them and how they do end. Maybe we have an awkward high five rather than a, a handshake. So um, that was a. And then like I guess say, I can, if you didn't kill Jonathan, see...
1: you'd have won. I can see you, did, the you did yourself an injustice by killing Jonathan. <laughs> <your fastest. laughs>
0: I know. I love that. That was great. That like. The, the, I, if anything, like uh, like the bringers of light should have been, like, I can imagine being put in the third act, maybe. Um,
2: that is, they are uh, in the third act. No, it? like
0: the, the big, the big ending. Oh yeah, than, but like, I still like, I still like the government. Again, you can't trust the government even in a fucking like, zombie outbreak. Um, but the same thing is, I can see Matt's and it does work more with like uh, if you're going off the story of that these aren't monsters; they're like uh, not people, but they're 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 um, thinking. And emotional things. Uh, I think it just works. I, mean, I literally put
2: mine in there. Who Jonathan is literally a uh, thinking. Anyway, whatever. Matt won <laughs> with his with his two second pitch just before we fucking
1: started recording. <laughs> I'm well, joking. But at least they had three acts for the first time in a it's long pretty time. Pretty impressive so... <laughs> as well. Because
2: Matt just found out that he tore his ACL. So I'm pretty it's... impressed. He won't be running away from any <laughs> zombies anytime soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I'm the meat shield, mate. I'm absolutely the meat shield. (laughs) I'd do it for my brothers.
0: Well, Matt, congratulations. Tell our lovely listeners what what we'll be pitching uh, next episode.
2: Hey, everyone, it's Drew. I'm just doing the edit, and we actually had to change our movie after Matt selected his next pick. So you're going to have to wait one extra week before you find out what that movie is. Because next time, Andy, Ross and I are pitching sequels for Shane Black's 2018 Predator sequel, The Predator, starring Boyd Holbrook, Olivia Munn and a bunch of comedians. So yeah, sorry to jump in here. Hello, you've, here's here's my voice that you've not heard this episode and uh, yeah, I'll leave you with the guys saying goodbye. Bye!
0: Right, thank you to everyone for listening. If you're new to the podcast and like what you heard, we have now over 50 episodes. We can actually say that. Yeah, we have over 50 episodes for you to catch up on. And if you think you have an episode-winning idea for I Am Legend, let us know on the interwebs by searching Sequel Pitch. And if you'd like to, uh, like to donate to our podcast to help us grow, then you can visit, visit patreon.com slash Sequel Pitch. Thank you to our, at the time of recording, three, yes, count them, three Patreon subscribers. Thank you very much. We can see the sun's going down, so that's all the fun we're allowed to bring you lovely listeners this week. It's time for us us three to barricade the house and then jump in the bathtub. It's goodbye from our winner, Matt Rushton. Goodbye from a very close, so close runner-up, Ross. Bye! And goodbye from me, once again, the legend of Sequel Pitch, Andy Henry. (laughs) Goodbye! Oh, there's a zombie. That's not a vampire. Vampire. Bleh!
2: Blah!